Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, we have um, 
the uh, my brain just bleeped out the name of it. But we have these uh, winds that are very hot that come in the winter that make it like summer. Uh, that's what causes mm-hmm. fires during that period. Santa Ana's. Gosh, it's our mountain range. I couldn't think of it. Um, <laughs> uh, it happens. Yeah, uh, the Santa Ana's um, actually um, change the weather, especially in like uh, in Los Angeles, sometimes in San Diego, especially in the valleys. It makes it really, really hot. And it also, like I said, sparks all the fires in like October and sometimes goes all the way into January. Ah, so we had a similar thing in Switzerland. I can't believe we talked about the weather. Yeah, yeah. Right, and just conversation about it. <laughs> yeah, it was called Fern, which means, actually it's the same word you use for hair dryer, but it was a hot dry wind that came up from Italy over the mountain Alps, and when the fern would blow, it created a pressure or a depression in amongst the mountains where people live. So a lot of where people live is in valleys between the mountains or on the side of lakes that have, you know, formed by runoff of huge mountain ranges, like the Lake of Lucerne is where um, I lived in Lucerne. And it's a massive lake. It's huge, like it's bigger than cities. <laughs> and um, and it takes hours and hours to drive around, you know, five or six hours to get around all the different arms of the lake. It goes in and out a lot. Uh, they call it the Four Forest um, and State Sea because it's Stadt to Sea is how you say it in German um, because it actually is these four different cantons that this lake sort of goes, dips in and out of with all its various arms. But anyway, um, when the phone used to blow, people would get headaches and there'd be all sorts of strange melodies that would be blamed on the phone because it created a, a, an area of pressure in over the mountains. I've probably said all of that wrong and someone will probably write into your show and say, no, the phone works this way. But anyway, <laughs> it, was a, it was an odd wind as well. So those southern winds have a lot to account for. Yeah, it's all their fault. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, it's interesting because a lot of weather is driven by, well, weather is driven by water. Water and the moon, those are the two things. People don't realize how influential uh, the lunar cycle is on our weather. <laughs> I think it's, you know, hurricane season and, and tornado season and things like that because the, the Great Lakes in the Midwest here in the U.S., um, it's very, the weather is very changeable off the Great Lakes because of you know, moon, lunar, water, the whole thing. <laughs> it's just weird. It's <laughs> I don't know where, I, I just, it's like something from my school just popped into my head. You know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, um, have you been seeing um, anything relaxing? I mean, movies, TV, reading a good book? Um, I'm always reading good books. Um and yes, I've been out to the movies twice. We've got cinemas operating here in New Zealand because we are not under COVID restrictions at the moment because most of the COVID is actually being detected at the border um, because we live on an island nation. Um, 
you know, everybody coming in has to go over the sea, either by air or by boat, to get to New Zealand. And so everyone stops at the border. So it's been quite a good way to contain COVID. And I know I was speaking to someone in California who was saying that quite a few people have been vaccinated now and there seems to be some sort of immunity developing. I'm not sure how that is. But here in New Zealand, we've got lots of people that haven't had it and haven't even been exposed to it. So the cinemas are open. They haven't necessarily been screening a lot of new movies because a lot of those are just showing on Disney+. Plus. But like Mulan was actually, um, a lot of the work was done here by some of the people here in Wellington and, and the cinema actually had the movie reel, but they didn't, well, the movie reel, you know, digital USB, whatever it is, however they send these things, and they had, but they didn't get the code to unlock it. Normally they get, they get given the code at a particular time, and that never actually came because Disney decided to show Mulan on screen on the internet instead. So, um, yeah. So I went to see Raya and The Last Dragon, which is all about a gorgeous dragon called Sisu. Um, Sisu, who's lovely, absolutely gorgeous. Um, and that was a really neat movie. It was about lots of different factions of people fighting for power and how the, the, all the dragons have been destroyed, except there was one of them that sort of still lived on this crystal. And this young girl um, and her attempt to try and bring everyone together. And the dragon kept trying to influence everybody to use harmony and love to get along better. But of course, there was deeply entrenched fighting. So it was a movie with a message of hope. It was really lovely. And I think kids would just love it. Um, adults too. I found it really uplifting and found myself grinning quite a lot. There's been quite a few grim things going on in the world. And then to go and see a movie like that, that just had such an uplifting message was fantastic. Yeah. We need a lot of that. I mean, it's like... World War II, uh, they had really happy, it was schmaltz, it was not exactly, uh, what do you call it, like dynamic films, but they were fun, and they were light, and they helped you forget that, you know, the Nazis and what was going on during World War II and stuff like that. It's important that we have stuff like that now to help us get yeah. through this. People need a release, and I mean, there was a big uptick in um, the sale of fantasy books last year. Um, a lot more people were reading because they were stuck at home. Um, not as many audiobooks in some cases for a while there because people weren't commuting and listening in the car or walking. So, um, but then I think as people got out and about and started to walk around a little bit more or to get a bit of exercise or learn to listen in their gym at home or you know make a makeshift gym or, or sort things, then that that changed a little bit too. But I know that there was a big surge in sales last year for science fiction, fantasy, thriller, and crime books and romance as well. Um, yeah. And I think the fantasy surge was largely due to people's need to escape what was actually going on and just be able to turn off, I think, with our media as prevalent as it is in social media. People actually need time to turn off, relax, and enjoy something that isn't, you know, that's going to make them feel good when, they, when they're reading it. Yep. And I think that's one of the things as a writer that I really value is I try to put emotion into my books and give readers a place to go where they're experiencing someone else's emotions and sometimes that helps them process their own. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Of course it does. So you can you can ride the roller coaster of someone else's emotions. You can feel all these things and you come out of it somehow feeling a bit better. It's like how you... Remove yourself from your... It's how stuff. you yeah. add yourself to the story. You kind of do. When you're reading a book, you're part of the story. It's sort of like the never-ending story, you know, he's part of the story, but he doesn't realize he's part of the story, he's just reading a book, and yeah. I, it's like, I love that, that's one of my favorite, both book and movie, because it's just, I, I understood it immediately when I was, I, I knew what was happening with him, 
long before they said it because I was like, he's riding the waves. I get, okay, he's part of it. He doesn't know. I mean, I figured that out really quick because <laughs> I do that. Mm. Did yeah, you ever read it or there, watch there the movie? Several, yeah. Sorry, what was that? Did you ever read it or watch the movie? Never Ending Story? Oh, no, I haven't actually read, I haven't actually seen it. I tried to see it a little while ago. My kids voted me down. When we were looking at online movies to look at it. They're like, no, Mom, not another dragon movie. But um, they came with me to see Raya and the Last Dragon. That was lots of fun. Um, yeah, no, I haven't seen it, but I've seen lots of little snippets of it, on, you know, of, as people have posted things online and stuff. So I keep thinking I must look at it. Oh, and it was only a month or so ago that we tried to look, and my kids just said, no, not that one. We don't want to do dragons. That's, that's your thing when you're writing. And I, I was like, okay, they're getting bigger now, you know. Um, yeah, but a lot of my readers have seen the movie and said they really enjoyed it. So I've been meaning to go and um, dip in and have a look at it. Yeah, it's a lovely book. Lovely book, lovely movie, really. Very uplifting. Which is what we need. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is. It really is. Speaking about new books, last time you were on, you were talking about your Enchanted series. How did it do? Oh, the Enchanted Kingdom. So that was the fundraiser we did for um, children with autism for Puzzle Piece United, which is an organization in New York that raises funds for autistic children. In the first week of sales, we actually raised enough funds to cover their activities for the next two years. Um, their, acti- their activities don't cost a lot, so you know it wasn't a massive amount, but it was it was enough to actually help them meet their their budget for two years, and also to institute some new programs that they've been wanting to institute for a while. The book was published wide on all retailers for a week, um, and then they've pulled it off all the other retailers, and they've just got it in Kindle Unlimited because it's got a lot of pages in it. Um, it's got a few thousand pages, so um, that means that as people read the pages on Kindle Unlimited, they'll be generating more income for those autistic children. So we're absolutely fabulous. It also managed to hit the USA Today bestseller list, which was really good, and it hit number 131 in the whole Amazon store. So that was fantastic. That was a result that we were all very, very pleased with. So I'd like to thank all of your listeners who bought a copy of Enchanted Kingdoms. The book is still up for sale. At, it was 99 cents during the introductory week. It's now 9.99, uh, which is still a fabulous price to pay for 20 novels um, from a box set that's actually hit the USA Today bestseller list. So, yeah, we thank you all for your support. We're very, very thrilled. And thank you for your support too, Sherry. You're welcome. Congratulations. That's fantastic. I mean, it was a whole year working on the project, but it was such a good feeling because we knew we were doing it for, we knew we were doing it for the kids. So, um, and that these families would, would feel supported as well, and they've really loved it. I think that's fantastic. It always makes you feel better when you're helping people. Yeah, it does. It's great. Uh, so, uh, tell me about your new book. Oh, my new book, Anakisha's Dragon. Well, that launched last um, Friday. Uh, sorry, Thursday, your time, Friday, my time in New Zealand. <laughs> you and I get mixed up with the days quite often when yeah. we're doing, uh, doing time calculations for the show, don't we? Because I'm always a day ahead. So um, we had a big launch party in my group on the 25th, um, which was your Thursday, my Friday, and in my Facebook group, and we had lots of fun. But Anakisha's Dragon is a prequel to my Riders of Fire series, and the Riders of Fire series is all about dragon riders. It's about a young girl 
who doesn't know that dragons exist and then meets a dragon in the forest and imprints with her so she forms a special bond and flies away from her family and her name is Azara and so the first book is titled Azara and the second book is about her brother and parents who are left behind and that's called Dragon Hero um, her brother Tamar's Never wanted to be a hero, but he has to because his sister's gone and monsters are attacking the village. Um, and her mother goes off to pay a terrible debt for a crime that she committed many years beforehand. And there's quite a bit of backstory. So you meet a lot of characters who've had tragic things happen in their past during the Rise of the Fire series. So my readers were asking about those characters as we reached the end of the series. It's a six-book series. So there's um, Azara. Dragon Hero, Dragon Rift, Dragon Strike, Dragon War, and Sea Dragon, uh, which, who's an underwater dragon, which is lots of fun, um, that book. And that's about a side character too, so it's sort of an addition to the main story. But that story also raises a whole lot of questions about what happened before Azara was born. And so I've gone back in time to write about Anakisha, and Anakisha was the Queen's Rider, the rider of the Dragon Queen, before Azara was. And many, uh, there were 18 years between the two riders where the dragon had no rider. And so this, this steps back about 30, 35 years in time um, to when Anakisha was 17 and working in a tavern. And all she wanted was to marry the village arbitrator's son so that she could get her younger sister out of the tavern so her younger sister didn't have to work there with their father and, and her. Um, her mum had died, her brother had just been murdered by a street gang a couple of um, months before the book starts and she's in the tavern and um, just desperately wishing to get out of the tavern. So she's sort of convinced herself she's infatuated with this guy. Um, and then she goes out She goes out with him at night. Every night she goes out and fights the street gangs because she's angry about her brother's death. And she's quite naive, though. So she's pretty feisty, and she's really naive, and she gets taken for a ride several times in this book, <laughs> in, the, in the wrong sense of the word, in terms of, um, in terms of just being naive and being gullible and believing people who are toxic and people who aren't very healthy to be around. So she has this struggle between her, she's very, very trusting, but she's also quite feisty. So it's quite an interesting character to write. Um, and then a dragon comes calling and she meets a dragon, but she refuses the dragon and stays in the village. So it's all about her journey. But while I was writing this book, um, there's a pirate that crops up in the first series called The Scarlet Hand. And I started to weave his backstory through as well. So you've also got in the southern region in Niobia, so you can think of Niobia a little bit like Italy with um, sort of, you know, built up cobbled streets and crazy houses all jammed together and, um, and on the coast, a coastal town. Um, he's in the marketplace scamming people and, and, and sort of, not really scamming, but he's an opportunist. He's a really good-natured opportunist, but his family is starving. His dad died at sea, and he's trying to look for food for his um, younger sister, who's seven, and his mum, who's ill. And he's out sort of in the marketplace looking for opportunities, picking up bits of fruit that roll across the ground and grabbing them in the sack. And, and then he hears about a dragon egg that is hidden. A beggar tells him about a dragon egg. The beggar's dying and tells him. He's kind to the beggar and gives him an orange, so the beggar tells him about a dragon egg hidden on an isle, you know, and on a little island in the sea. Uh, so some pirates hear him over talking about the dragon egg and bring him into a tavern, and the next thing he knows, he's press-ganged onto a pirate ship with his best friend. 
That's cool. So that's a lot. Big long rave about my book. So mm. basically my readers were asking me for more backstory and I've created the first in the series um, of Writers by Dragon Masters, which covers the backstory and lots of different stories about all those characters. So there's, it's, it's interesting. You've got, a, you've got a girl who ends up being a heroine and you've got a young man who ends up going in the opposite direction and joining the pirates. And it's interesting to watch their divergent paths throughout the book as the stories interweave until they finally come into a big clash at the end. That's that's pretty cool. So is it gonna be is there gonna be another book after since there's a big clash at the end? Yeah, there's a wizard, um, there's a young 12-year-old wizard in the story, so he's quite young in that um, story. His name's Giddy, Master Giddy. He ends up becoming in the next series, so he's a um, um, very powerful mage, but his power is just not that well-controlled, so he's got quite a lot to learn. But he makes friends with Anakisha and ends up being in battle with her against the pirates. So it's quite... Um, yeah, it's fun. So the next story is Dragon Mage, which is his story. And the story after that will be Dragon Spy, which is about um, a guy who is named Antonio, and he's from the same southern village, Niobia, um, and he has met Dragon. In a previous book of mine, I've got a short story out um, called Ruby Dragon. That's about 10,000 words long, so it's quite a decent read, a good, you know, under two hours, but still a nice read. And um, that's the story of how he met his dragon. So Dragon Spy is his story. And the last story is called Dragon Healer, and that's about Marlies, who's Zara's mum. Um, and how she meet how she meets her dragon and trains and then has a terrible catastrophe that ends up costing her in the you know, in the next series, the one I've already written. So it's all those characters who are iconic characters throughout the next series. It's telling you about how they all came to how they came to be and how the monsters that plague everybody, the Faroks who came through a world gate from a futuristic earth, how they got into Dragon's Realm. That's all covered in this series. That's cool. Um, so what are you planning on uh, are you just going to be writing or is there any kind of virtual events or is there any um, pop-ups or anything that's happening right now or going to be happening um, so we, yeah we just had my launch party um, in Indie Fantasy Addicts this weekend there might be a little um, in the coming Easter weekend we might be having a little Easter festival where there will be a few fantasy books and things up for grab and there will be a copy of my paperback will be up for grabs there so it's called Indie Fantasy Addicts and that's a Facebook group um, so that should pop up over next weekend and apart from that I've got my nose to the grindstone writing the next book um, yeah I was involved in Worldcon last year so that was quite a cool virtual event and there's a big authors conference on at the end of the year but New Zealanders are still relatively banned from travel um, you have to go through a few weeks isolation when you come back and the cost is horrendous so most of us aren't travelling overseas unless we've got you know, pressing business needs so I'll be at home here writing Dragon Mage and enjoying more dragon adventures with my crew and so the thing about Anakisha's dragon I think is that she's quite an unusual character because you usually either have a feisty character who's quite worldly wise or you have a naive character who's sort of sweet but she's a different combination. She's a combination of someone who's quite naive but quite feisty, so she comes across as quite unusual. Yeah. Any um, virtual events coming up? No, I don't have many virtual events, but I'm always in my Facebook group, which is um, Riders of Fire Eileen Miller's Fan Zone. So that's out on Facebook. If you put in Riders of Fire, it should pop up. 
Um, and I'm in there every day doing stuff with my fans and hanging out, and we have sort of dragon fun in there, so that, that's quite good. Cool. Um, for people who haven't heard you, uh, could you give your website and any social media, uh, like the name and different social media? Yeah, sure. So um, we've got at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash riders of fire. That's my Facebook group. Um, and we've got 1,700 members in there and they're all in there having sort of you know, uh, fantasy fun most days, so that's quite good. Um, online, if you would like to try my free book, so I have a couple of free books um, called Bronze Dragon and Silver Dragon, and I've got a new one coming out this week, actually, uh, no, probably next week. It's called Drucky Twins, which is about some dragon shapeshifter youths, um, and that will be up on my site next week as well. So if you want to look at my site, which is eileenmullerauthor.com, so it's E-I-L-E-E-N, M-U-E-L-L-E-R author A-U-T-H-O-R dot com all in one word um, then you can go along there and there's a sign up form where you can sign up to my newsletter and receive all sorts of information about cool fantasy books on um, Instagram so yeah, on Facebook I'm under Eileen Muller as long as you have the spelling of my last name right, which is M-U-E, not M-U. <laughs> a lot of people spell it around the wrong way. So it's Mueller. And on Instagram, I'm Eileen Mueller underscore author. On Twitter, I'm NZ Mueller, but I'm not on Twitter that, that often. It's usually just my blog posts that get broadcast up there. And uh, where else am I? Let me think. Just getting my list up. Oh, I'm on BookBub, Eileen Muller again, and um, yeah, on Twitter actually, I'm Eileen Muller NZ now, there's another Eileen Muller, and I'm just looking at Instagram, I'm on YouTube, if you look up Eileen Muller, you'll find me there, so everything's under my name really, so you should be able to find me, there is a, um, a world-renowned artist, Eileen Muller, modern artist, who also pops up, so if you find her site, if you're looking at paintings and photographs and things, then that's not me, mine is full of books and dragons, so that way you'll know you've found the right place. Um, that's great. Uh, we're coming to the end. I want to thank you for taking the time to come on my show. Thank you so much, Eileen. Yeah, I, I hope you're feeling better soon, Sherry. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. It's been lovely to chat. Thank you, and thank you for chatting with Sherry.